You're listening to a message from Gateway Church Geelong. We hope it blesses you. For more information about Gateway, visit gc.org.au. Hello, hello, hello. What's Encounter Sunday? I love Encounter Sunday. You know, I just, uh, just had on my heart this week, just even before I start speaking today, if, uh, if you need healing, if you need provision, if you need a breakthrough in your family and your personal life, can I, can I just invite you right now just to put your hands out in front of you? Let's close our, close our eyes for just a moment. I, um, I really felt to pray for you now, even before I start preaching this message, that God begins the work in you right now where you're sitting as you hear the the scriptures go forth this morning about God's provision and God's encounter he is going to outpour it into so this is your hands are in front of you right now Holy Spirit for each and every single person that has their hands stretched towards you Father God in need of healing in need of provision in need of breakthrough people who are at home right now watching online because they can't be here healing into their bodies in Jesus name We join our faith together in this place this morning and we pray in Jesus' name, let it be done. Let it be done, Holy Spirit. Amen. It's good to be in church, isn't it? Um, Who who is uh, prepared for for me right now uh, to pay the price for what I'm about to say? Is anyone else prepared for me to pay that price? Warren is, thank you. I'll take that. Happy birthday, Naomi. <laughs> take care of that later. <laughs> awesome. We're going we're gonna to speak about encounters that move you today. Um, talking about spiritual encounters, talking about encounters with God, talking about encounters that uh, bring spiritual formation and development to us, talking about having our emotions healed, encounters that move you through life, through seasons. And uh, you know, sometimes we might equate an encounter to just like literally stumbling across a person, just a chance encounter, just a coincidence. Um, you, know, you see someone across the room, oh, it was a chance encounter. Well, Quite literally, the word encounter means to run into. It's a running into. It's not a, just a chance encounter. That's not an encounter. That's a, I saw someone. When you encounter someone, it's a running into. So today's narrative, it's a running into God. You literally are coming together of two forces, natural spiritual, colliding together. That's the encounter that we're talking about today. You know, a couple, couple of weeks ago, I spoke at our worship and encounter night, and uh, I spoke about Lazarus, for those of you who, who were there that night. You know that he and his sisters were in desperate need of an encounter with God that moved them. One of them needed to be literally moved from death to life. He, he was in desperate need of an encounter that moved him. One of them needed an encounter from, from loss to gain. One of them needed an encounter from mourning to joy. And so my question for you today is, what do you need from your encounter with God? 
in the collision of heaven and earth, in the collision of natural and spiritual, what do you need? Why am I asking this question? Sometimes we can just float through life and we just take it for granted. I guess this is my lot. No, no, no. Jesus came that we can be moved from death to life, from loss to gain. Amen. From mourning to joy. What's the, I I just need you to actually start thinking about it. Go, actually, what is the encounter that you want me to have with you? What collision are we going to have this morning when I encounter you? What's, What's going to be the fallout from that? So the context today is that God and us are doing more than meeting today. It's more than a chance encounter. It's more than just a a fleeting moment from across the room. We are hoping, I don't know about you, but I'm hoping for people to run into God this morning. That's been the prayer of my heart all week. I am hoping that we run into God, that His spiritual force, His Holy Spirit would collide and run into our spirit. A moment of beautiful collision where heaven meets our hearts. Amen. See, at the very base level of being a Christian, when we encounter Jesus, he moves us from unknown to known. He moves us from separate to included. Ultimately, we become sons and daughters through Jesus. And for those of you who are like, oh, I've, I've never quite had that, that moment of encounter to be moved. Well, if you're a Christian this morning, 100% you have. And I believe it's the most important encounter that moves us from unknown to known, from outside to inside, to be known as a son and a daughter. Amen. So if you've been carrying around, it's like, oh, other people seem to have the encounter. No, you, you've had. You've had a powerful moment of collision. You've been known as a son and daughter of God. Who knows that there is a season and a time for everything? It's, it's biblically correct. And you know, there's, there's someone here, someone here today who's a farmer, and he, he knows there is a season for everything. Isn't, isn't that right? There is a season and a time for everything. Apparently, like mid-December is not the time to like put all of your eggs in one basket and plant, apparently. Should it be harvested by then, shouldn't it, Murray? It should be. <laughs> Please, Lord, let it be done. See, encounter always restores us to the rightful place that God calls us to be in. So maybe you've sort of like been off on your own sort of like little journey for a little bit and you're like, I just don't feel like I'm in sync with the moment, with the season, with the timing. Encounter always restores us to the rightful place that God's called you to be in. There is a season and a time for everything. I'm believing the season and time for you today is going to be made known in your heart. See, running into God, into his timing and perfect will, I I believe we find a a basis for this in Ecclesiastes 3. For those of you who are familiar with this passage of Scripture, this is what it says. There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. 
a time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search and a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear down and a time to mend, a time to be silent and a time to speak. I'm still trying to figure that one out. Still trying to figure that one out. A time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. Verse 9 goes on to say, What do workers gain from their toil? I've seen the burden that God has laid on the human race. That's us. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He's also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. I know that there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. He has set eternity in the human heart. Eternity has been set in your heart. But what does that mean? What has eternity been set in the heart? There's so, there's, we could preach on this passage, just this little bit for like at least 42 weeks, at least. See, there is a time for everything, a perfect will, a perfect season for everything. Our task is to find ourselves in God's timing, in his perfect will, in the eternity that he set into our hearts, the seasons that he set into it. He has set eternity in the human heart. He has made us aware In setting eternity in our hearts, he has made us aware that there is something more. The human race has spent every generation searching for the something more. And those of us who are lucky enough, blessed enough to be known by God, we find that that inclination to search, we find God. It connects with the eternity that's in our hearts and it fills our hearts. A spiritual inclination to search what was placed in our hearts. However, humanity, in the pursuit of finding the awareness that God has placed in their hearts, tries to fill the space in their hearts with anything but God at times. We, we, we've all got friends and family. We were, the, we were those people once. We were searching for anything and everything to fill that place, that inclination to search in our hearts. We filled it with sport. We filled it with relationships. We filled it with the pursuit of uh, untried and unproven spiritual journeys. But it, it doesn't work. It's only God who has set eternity in our hearts that when we find him, it registers as true. See, only one thing, only the one who set eternity in our hearts can fulfill the yearning of our hearts. Do you remember before you found Jesus, that yearning that you had in your heart? That yearning to be loved, to be known, that yearning for spiritual, deeper connection? Do, do you remember it? Or was, was, it, was it too long ago? It was a while ago for me. It's just but a brief, distant time ago. But we need to remind ourselves. We need to remind ourselves of what it was like 
not to have eternity known in our hearts. We used to yearn to fulfill it with other things. Let's not forget. Let's not get distracted of what's at play here. You have friends, you have family, you have loved ones who are longing for eternity to be fulfilled and stamped in their hearts. An encounter with God where you run into God at the precise time, the correct time, it moves us to the season determined for us. There is a season determined for each and every single one of us. Ultimately, it's his perfect timing. It's his perfect will. Amen. Who wants to be found in God's perfect timing and will? One hand. Thank you, Tani. That's awesome. Thank you, Di. That's awesome. Anyone else? I want to be found in God's perfect timing and will. I don't want to wrestle against time. I don't want to wrestle against seasons. I want to be found in the groove that he's called me to be in. So there are multiple moments in the Bible that have dramatically changed the season of people's lives. Why? Because they had an encounter with God that moved them into that perfect season. For example, we have Zacchaeus, Renu spoke about a couple of weeks ago. He encountered Jesus in the town. He, He went out of his way to try and get a view of Jesus from a tree. See, eternity was to be stamped upon his heart. He was searching for God. We also have Philip and Nathaniel in in John. This is John 1. I'm going to read some of these today. And you're like, why are we talking about Philip and Nathaniel in the Bible? Well, they're just like, it's like, yeah, they're they're just some of the extras in the story, right? Just like, just a bit like us, but they're a bit like us. But they're just, They're just some normal people who had a moment of encounter with God and it moved them. The encounter moved them. Philip and Nathaniel, starting at verse 43. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee. He found Philip and said to him, come follow me. So Jesus quite literally found Philip in Galilee. He encountered Philip ran into Philip. It was a moment of running into. It wasn't a, oh, I just like read this like random post on Facebook. No, no, Jesus came and ran into him, called him by name. And from that moment, Philip was moved to a place of following Jesus. See, because of Philip running into Jesus, the encounter moved Philip to go and find Nathaniel. Verse 45, Philip went to look for Nathanael and told him, we have found the very person that Moses and the prophets wrote about. His name is Jesus, the son of Joseph from Nazareth. Nazareth, explained Nathanael. Nazareth. Can anything good come from Nazareth? Come and see for yourself, Philip replied. Why do I highlight that with such extreme dynamic this morning? How often when someone comes to us and says that they've had an encounter with God, a running into, a collision that has just turned their life upside down, how often can we maybe lean towards being a little bit cynical of the news that they bring to us? Why might we be cynical? Because we know them really, really well. 
So yeah, I've heard you say stuff before, man, whatever. And I love Philip's response. He doesn't try and justify it. doesn't try and talk about, oh, no, but I'm doing heaps better now. It doesn't even go there. So just come and see for yourself. I don't need to prove it. Come and see for yourself. As they approach Jesus in verse 47, this is Jesus. He's looking towards Nathanael. Jesus said, Now here is a genuine son of Israel, a man of complete integrity. Nathanael's response, How do you know that about me? Jesus replied, I could see you under the fig tree before Philip found you. Nathanael explained, Rabbi, you are the son of God, the king of Israel. The running into, the encounter, the collision of heaven meeting earth. And Jesus asked him, "Do, do you believe this just because I told you I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than this. You'll see greater moments of encounter with, than this. You'll see greater moments. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will see all heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man. The, sorry, let me start again. Then he said, I tell you the truth, you will all see heaven open and the angels of God going up and down on the Son of Man, the one who is the stairway between heaven and earth. You see, when you run into God, when you encounter God, he identifies you. This is what happened to Nathaniel. Jesus identified him. There is a man of complete integrity. He was identified as a man of complete integrity. He doesn't just identify you, he sees you. God sets greater things before you. It literally says in the scriptures, you'll see greater things than this. When you encounter God, don't sit in the corner and be hopeful. Don't sit at home and wait. You need to encounter Jesus for the things that God has destined, for the eternity that's set in your heart, for the plans, for the will, for the purpose that he has for you. You need to encounter him for those things to be activated to come to pass. You know, sometimes we... um. Within our culture, if we're not go-get-it people, we might sit in a job for five years. There's no pathway to promotion, no way to move from here to there. And we just kind of like, oh, I guess I'll just wait to be noticed. No, no, if you want to move forward in any form of corporate structure, organizational structure, you may need to do some work. You may may need to encounter study. You may may need to encounter coaching. You may need to get someone around you like Nathaniel had Jesus who's like, I see someone, I see a man of complete integrity. You may need someone to speak into your life. Same goes in the kingdom of God. You need to encounter Jesus. You need the gifts of the Spirit spoken over. You need the gifts of the Spirit activated in. You need to encounter God. Amen. I know that even as I say that, there are people in this space who are like, that resonates with me because that's happened to me before. You will see greater. Jesus' promise and that encounter that will open the door to God's purpose and will. See, there are 
the encounters that move you to a new season of God, to a perfect timing, to his will, just like the encounter with Jesus that moved Philip and Nathaniel to follow him and fulfill what God had called them to fulfill. See, I truly believe that there's an encounter for you today, that God is going to move you also. Season, timing. See, there's an encounter for you today. Philip, there's an encounter for you today. Sally, there's an encounter for you. Diane, there's an encounter for you. Graham, Christine, Jody, Chrissy, Greg, Anna, Cal, Stuart, Olivia, Nicole. There's an encounter for you. For each and every name that's represented in this, but there is an encounter that God has for you today. Not just today, but every day. But today, amen, there's an encounter for you. Don't put it off. Don't just sit in the groove and say, I'll just, I'll just wait. Maybe something will change. No, there's a promotion for you today where God wants to move you into the season and timing that he has for you. Have you ever had an encounter uh, where you run into someone that you hadn't planned on seeing and you definitely hadn't planned on things working out the way that it did? You thought it was, oh, we're just catching up for a coffee. Oh, we're just going to go for a walk along the waterfront. Oh, no, we're just going to spend some time. But it turns out to be something else completely. Has anyone ever had a, a moment of an encounter like that before? I've, it's, you thank God for it afterwards. That at the time you're like, I was really like looking forward to going having a hot chocolate. You've disrupted my day. But the encounter turns out to be something completely different. See, it was, it was more than a couple of years ago that this, this chance encounter happened for me. I was catching up with a peer for a pastoral catch-up. I needed to go and just sit with someone and just talk about life. We all need, we need, all need to do it, amen. And uh, it was meant to be a simple catch-up. Not ketchup, catch-up. To have a chat, have a coffee, talk about work, family, spend some time talking about incidental things like sport and cars, motorbikes, just like the important things in life. But it turned into so much more. My peer went off script. No sport, no cars, no motorbikes, completely off script. See, ever have a friend who doesn't stick to the plan? For those people who are like, everything to be tucked away nicely. That, so no, no, I don't have friends like that. <laughs> See, it can either be completely annoying having a friend like that, or we can choose for it to be exhilarating. Yeah, I understand some people just like do some crazy wild stuff, you know, trying to jump cars off jumps and stuff like Trent. See, but this day, it was a day of exhilaration. This moment of encounter was a moment of exhilaration. As I was just sitting on the chair in the office, they started to pray. They started to speak clear and precise words over my life from God. They began ministering words of knowledge. They brought freedom and hope. They spoke things that God was wanting to take from me and then spoke other things that God was wanting to, to put into my heart. It was a moment of encounter that moved me. 
moved me from the old ways, moved me from old practices, moved me from the time that I was in in that season to the God time that I was meant to be in for that season. He brought eternity alive in my heart at that very moment in time. That's what God did through that, that chance encounter. No, it was a collision of heaven meeting earth. And God wants to do the same for you. God wants to do the same for you, Matt, Aaron, Liz, John, Raylene, Debbie. Lisa wants to do the same for you, wants to meet you exactly where you're at today. The next person just in the passages of scriptures who encountered God in a powerful way was Paul, the Apostle Paul. He was named Saul at that time, but God quite literally ran into him on the road to Damascus. Acts 9 in verse 10 says this, Now there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. And the Lord spoke to him in a vision calling Ananias. And just, just someone who's after God's heart. His response is, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, he replied. The Lord said, go over to Straight Street to the house of Judas. When you get there, ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul. He is praying to me right now. I've shown him a vision of a man named Ananias, that's you, Ananias, coming in and laying hands on him so that he will see again. See, just that moment, that's an encounter with God for Ananias. Now, it either gets to be an encounter that moves him or he chooses to stay exactly where he is, out of sync, out of timing, out of season. Why do I mention that? Because in verse 13, it says this. But Lord, exclaimed Ananias, I've heard so many people talk about the terrible things this man has done to believers in Jerusalem. And he is authorized by the leading priest to arrest everyone who calls upon your name. You can see there, there is, it's like, you want me to do what? What does that mean for us? God comes in an encounter to move us into timing, into season, into the exact moment that he wants you to be in. It's like, oh, no, 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 that wasn't part of the agreement. I don't want to be moved into that season. I like the like, more pleasant seasons where we like just walk through the botanical gardens and sip lattes. That's the, that's the encounter that I'm asking for, Lord. But sometimes it comes in like weird. So you want me to do what? That seems crazy, Lord. But the Lord said, go. For Saul is my chosen instrument to take my message to the Gentiles and to kings, as well as the people of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my namesake. So Ananias went and found Saul, laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road has sent me so that you might regain your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes and he regained his sight. Then he got up and was baptized. And after he ate some food and regained his strength. See, encounter with God causes you to see it causes you to have fresh vision encounter that moves you 
that scales fall off our eyes when we have an encounter with God. He, he wants to get our attention. What, what was required for this encounter to take place from Saul? Someone else had to have an encounter to be moved as well. Someone had to step out in faith. Someone had to do something a little bit extra special so that that moment could play, take place. If we look at the New Testament and we look at the Apostle Paul's input into the New Testament, guess who we can thank for that? Ananias, the one who was like, you want me to do what? You want me to step out and do what? This is going to take some extra faith. I'm not sure if I can do that. I mean, I know that, you know, maybe David, you're probably like, it's fine, I'll just go do it. (laughs) See, Saul regained his sight, not just in the natural he caught a vision of what God had called him to do. He began to see things. He had an encounter with Jesus at that moment. He got baptized. It moved him from, no, I'm going to persecute those people to I'm going to be, become one of those people. And from that moment on, Paul chose to follow God's perfect will for the remainder of his life on planet Earth. And so this is what I've got to say to each of us today. But the Lord said, go, for is my chosen instrument to take the message to the people of Geelong. So this morning, God's spoken to me and I'm, I'm, I'm coming to you. Just think of me as an Ananias this morning, coming to God's people. And God's told me to go. And it's like... Ray is a chosen instrument to take my message to the people of Geelong. Trent is a chosen instrument to take my message to the people of Geelong. Vanessa is a chosen instrument to take my message to the people of Geelong. Benjamin is a chosen instrument to take my message to the people of Geelong. Warren, Bob, chosen instrument to take my message to the people of Geelong. Dudley, Tani, chosen instrument to take my message to the people of Geelong. We are, you are, chosen instruments of God to take the message of God, the hope, the salvation of God. And what do we need for that to happen? We need a fresh encounter so that we can go and do that, so that we can go and facilitate encounters for other people to be moved into salvation, to be moved into a faith community, to be moved in protection, to be moved in healing, amen. Encounter that moves you. Moves you to be a chosen instrument for your mum, your dad, your sister, your cousin, your niece, your nephew, your colleague, your family, your friends, your coach, your teacher, your professor, your doctor, insert whatever title you want to insert there. You are the chosen instrument that God has chosen to help move them. There are people in this world who need eternity to come alive in their hearts, amen. You're thinking of those individuals right now. And if you're not, Lord Jesus, 
let, let, let names, let people come to our mind, play, place on our hearts who you want us to bring eternity to the hearts, hearts of. It's through Jesus. It's an encounter with Jesus. I'll say it one more time. You are his chosen instrument. I'm choosing to be a six-string Fender guitar with humbuckers. That's the chosen instrument that I would prefer to be today. And you're, you're a chosen instrument. God wants to wants you to play a tune as it as it may well be to the friends, the family. What are you going to share with them? As as God's instrument, what are you going to share with them? A hopeful encounter? A moment where they see the hope and joy that's alive in you? See, we all need a fresh encounter with God. So that vision comes back to us. Vision comes alive in our hearts. We see God. We understand what He's called us to. So what encounter do you need with God today? An encounter that moves. Maybe you need an encounter of salvation. You could be in this space. You could be watching online. You need an encounter of salvation. To be moved, to be known. You don't want to be unknown by God. You want to be known by God. You want to be known as a son and a daughter encounter that causes you to see clearly, an encounter that baptizes you in the Holy Spirit, an encounter that moves you into this season. Why don't we close our eyes for just a moment this morning? If you don't know Jesus personally, you could be watching online now at a later time. You're in the room with us today. God loves you so much that He sent Jesus so that you could have a personal encounter. Went to the cross buried, rose again on the third day, not just for the forgiveness of our sins, that we've been maybe known and loved by Him, sons and daughters of Him. Fervently loves you so much, sees the challenges that you're in right now and wants to bring encounter to you. I'm going to pray a prayer in a moment. It's a prayer of salvation, asking God to, to come and stamp eternity in our hearts to be known by Him. And if you haven't prayed that prayer before, you've been off in your own journey, but it's like, I need to, I need to come back to God. This is, a, this is your moment to pray this prayer online as well. Church is going to help us pray this prayer together, but if you're praying this personally, pray, pray it to God. You're not praying it to me. You're praying, praying it directly to God. You have access directly to God. Let's pray. Dear God, I thank you that you sent Jesus. He went to the cross, was buried and rose again on the third day for the forgiveness of my sin. I surrender my life to you. I repent. And from this day on, I choose to follow you. This is my encounter moment that moves me from unknown to know one. in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray that that message was a blessing to you. If you made a decision to follow Jesus, first of all, congratulations. We think that that is incredible. 
And secondly, if you go to gc.org.au forward slash first steps, our team has put together some resources as well as there's some information there for how you can get in contact with one of our pastors because we'd love to encourage you and connect you into the life of the church.